Welcome back to In Your Business. This podcast, we're going to be talking about adaptability and how we have to change as a community so that we can grow. And I'm so delighted to say that I'm joined by my friend Stephanie Buckridge from the library, and my friend Jason Protzman from many different places around the community. And we're going to be talking about the library, some updates that you guys have going on as you guys have changed and started to build a new facility. And then also getting in later on with AI and how we're adapting as a business community to embrace this new technology. So I'll start by welcoming Stephanie. Thank you. Nice to be here. And Stephanie, can you tell me a little bit about what's going on with the library, your closing, your renovations, and kind of what you guys have going on right now? Okay. Um, yeah, we are closed until probably early spring next year, and we are doing a full remodel of the library. Um, Right now, we're doing mobile programming all around Dinuba. I am trying to reach all of the corners. We're doing uh, our pop-up library here in the chamber parking lot on Wednesday mornings. It's and a party at the chamber on Wednesdays. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then yes, we, I've been missing it. <laughs> yeah. People can pick up their holds, um, check out books. We have um, some items available. And then after we leave here, we go to Felix Delgado Park. And we have story time and craft from three to four. And then I'm also doing um, games and crafts in the park on Friday afternoons. And we are trying to um, reach out and get more community partners to bring more programs to Dinuba. Yeah, I have noticed like, in, I, mean, it's, I feel like you kind of came on, or I, when I came on um, at the chamber, um, we were in the middle of COVID. So we've been in like this forced transition since then. And I loved that the fact that the library has continued community programming. You always seem to find a way to make a way for families. And we just appreciate you guys so much. We're lucky that Dinuba has a lot of beautiful parks. Yes. Yes. We've, made, we've learned to make use of the outside spaces for sure. 100 percent. Um, Stephanie, while we talk about the, the digital age and, and kind of like, it's so funny because I remember like Y2K back in the day and everybody's like, yes. oh my gosh, it's so scary. Yeah. And now, now we're talking about all these new things. Have you guys noticed that technology has, has made a difference in the programming or, or how people are using the library? Yes. Um, we're able to do more virtual programs and, um, we're able to bring programs, um, like cooking, demonstrations and craft workshops and gardening tours and things like that to um, the community. We are, um, we increased our online resources when COVID hit so that we would have more digital resources for the families. We have online tutoring services um, to help um, all ages, actually. Um, we increased ebooks and audiobooks at the beginning of the pandemic. And then we have a live reference chat for those that have questions that can't come into the library. We still offer pickup service for those that still don't want to go out or can't go out. Um, and then we have laptops and hotspots for those that need internet access and the tools at home that they need. That's super cool. Jason, did you know that you can even check out passes to go to the national parks? <laughs> Yeah, cool. Really? Yeah, we have the park passes too. I think that, that is the coolest thing. Mm -hmm. Like that was one of the for things free? that sweet. Yeah, and it's so it's so super cool. Um, and I just wish more people utilized that. We're I'm part of uh, Sequoia Tourism too. When we were just talking about that recently, mm -hmm. so it's just a really cool thing. You guys have an Instagram? We do. You do? Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. Yeah, we have Instagram, we have Twitter account, and then we have a YouTube channel. And then each of our branches has their own Facebook page. Good. 
Yeah, it's super cool. And then we try to do lives and, and other things to try to promote what we're doing and when we're partnering with the library too and, and try to, you know, just work together. Um, are there any plans of incorporating digital programming in the remodel itself? Well, we're just continuing our virtual programs that we have now. Um, we're not planning to, to increase any more. We're um, adding more technology to the library. We're adding a computer lab so that we can offer computer classes, things like that. Um, but we'll just continue um, all the programs that we're doing now throughout the remodel. Very cool. So, what do you think the community, what do you think community connection kind of, how it comes to play in accessing books and other information from the library? How are our partners important to the library? Well, um, during the pandemic, we were able to partner with the schools and link up our library card system so that kids had access to books and ebooks. Um, that way, um, they help us get the word out about what we're doing. Um, we partner with the schools, such as the high school, for example, the English instructor. She gives um, her class extra credit if they come to the library and get a library card and check out books for their reports. So that kind of helps. Um, we share our programs. We do outreach at local events such as um, National Night Out, the Cinco de Mayo Festival, the um, Harvest Festival. We, you know, we try and get out there as much as we can. Um, outreach is, is a big part of my job because the more people that know about us, the more we'll use the library. So um, when we have a program, we put it out library materials um, in physical form and in digital form. We share it across all our platforms. Um, just And sometimes we can do email blasts with the school district. That's so cool. Um, when I was little, well, one, I, I'm competitive and I like to win like anything. And so like I remember when I was in elementary school, the big thing was Pizza Hut Book It. Do you guys remember that? The free like personal mm -hmm. fan pizzas? Mm -hmm. And and you had like the button with the stickers. And I just mm -hmm. like that was my driving force to reading. And I'm like, I mm -hmm. love to read now. Yeah. So I don't know if um if that programming changed that in me as a kid, but it yeah. certainly set me off. It's a good incentive. Yeah, we're <laughs> just starting um, um, the cover to cover, which is in and out, um, which is incentive. And then always for summer reading, I always um, partner with me and Ed's for pizza certificates for the kids that complete the program. So pizza and books for yeah. the win. That's what we've learned today yeah. so far on this podcast, yeah. um, for sure. And then um, making a point that uh, one of the ways that the library gets funding is that you guys get incentivized or get funding from how many people um, are actually members of your library. So if you want to help out and you want to help the library, one of the easiest ways is just to get a library card. Yes, exactly. And you can um, come in and volunteer. You can um, sign up as a volunteer and participate in all of our programs. Um, you can join our friends group. They are our, our big advocate for us, um, do a lot of work for, for us and to help get the word out. Yeah, there's a lot, a lot of ways you can help with the library and get involved. That's super cool. All right, Jason, you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, we kind of jumped, jumped right past you earlier, not trying to, to yeah, forget no, about fine. you. That's fine. It was really cool to hear uh, something about the library. I've lived here five and a half years. I'm terrible. Yeah. I've like stepped in there once. Oh. And that was just before COVID. Yeah. And I need to go in there because uh, all my kids are grown now. I've got 27, 24, and 23. My 24-year-old just got engaged yesterday. Um, so, uh, but when congratulations. Were, yeah, congratulations. She's, she's super happy. But when they were growing up, we would go to the library all the time. 
but now I don't go to the library all the time now. Yeah. So I need yeah. to get over there. Yeah. I mean, I started out at age four. The bookmobile came to my neighborhood. That's oh, cool. how I discovered the library. My siblings were That's at school. So cool. I was home alone with my mom and I was just, you know, I felt so important. I got the librarian all to myself. Yeah, that's and cool. And so that's just where it started. And then it just grew from there. And, you know, and I, I, the reason why I bring that up is because um, uh, I'm, by the way, my name is Jason Protzman. I'm the associate pastor at Living Word Fellowship. Um, I have the honor of serving there and, and love our wonderful people uh, that we get to minister to and, and love on. Uh, Another thing that I really like to do uh, is serve on the board at uh, Donning's Pregnancy Resource Center. And uh, Donning's is also a thing that a lot of people don't know about. And um, so uh, hearing you talk about the library uh, makes me want to talk about Donning's. And, and so it's, it's an awesome resource for moms. It's an awesome, awesome resource for fathers. Uh, it's an awesome resource for before, during, and after pregnancy. And um, so uh, we partner with churches. We partner with community members. Uh, we had our largest um, banquet this past November, um, raised the most money, had the most people. Uh, we're super excited about that. And um, it's really cool. Uh, God's doing some really cool stuff in our church. Um, we're seeing growth coming back uh, from uh, this wonderful uh, pandemic that we were a part of. I'm kidding. I'm so <laughs> kidding. <laughs> That was the worst, man, because none of us have ever done it before. No. So what do you do? What, That's not like, something that I want to try no, to be the first yeah. at. <laughs> and it was it was difficult because we were like even talking this morning, I was talking with some other pastors and it's like we didn't know what we were doing. So what was right? What was wrong? What was good? What was bad? And and it was difficult. It was difficult to navigate. And and some people thought you were nuts because you stood on this side of the aisle or because you thought you should have been on that side of the aisle. And it was, it was crazy. And, and, and speaking about digital, it's like you go on digital stuff and it's everything's attacking each other, except we need to come together. Oh, you know? we have five-year-olds that are depending on digital age for, for resources for learning and, sure. uh, and parents that aren't computer savvy trying yeah, to navigate. Taking their Chromebooks home. Yeah. It, it was, was absolutely it was crazy. crazy. So now we've uh, at at Donning's. Uh, I'm super excited to be a part of it because I've always been. Uh, that's always been at, uh, my heart. Uh, is my sister-in-law got pregnant when she was 14, and um, so it's always been part of my heart to uh, minister to the unborn, uh, but also to minister to fathers too. Um, Donning's goes into uh, a very analog, but it's but it's so needed. We go into Teen Challenge and we teach fathering classes. Uh, which is really cool. So, um, you know, uh, but we're excited. We really are. It's, it, we feel like, we feel like things are really uh, starting to get exciting again. And uh, so we'll, we'll see what happens. And then Stephanie, you guys work with a lot of young families too. Mm -hmm. So families that are still trying to find their way and, and you guys are really focused on increasing literacy and learning mm -hmm. in the Dinuba um, community. So we just appreciate the work that you guys do for that. I'm also a Yankee fan too, so mm, controversial. <laughs> Go Braves. <laughs> um, so okay, so while we're kind of talking about you know um, coming together as a community and learning and things that we don't know that we don't know, which is one of my favorite things to say. I don't know what I don't know. Um, is it, you know we've got all this new AI stuff, so. 
Um, and and I say new, it's not really new because we've been doing things like, you know, Google has transitioned over the last five years. Our phones, mm-hmm. our Apple phones, our um, even even things like Grammarly, like a lot of us, especially in the business community, are using Grammarly to check our our beautiful punctuation that for some reason, even with all the education that we have, we still can't figure out how to use a comma. Um, Galen, Galen Caius is here with us. He is part of an online gaming community. And and we're kind of all just going to have a roundtable discussion now about how businesses and our community members might be able to harness some uh, some of these tools to help us move along into the next the next age, the next digital age. I feel like that's just like a Y2K, like, frontline like like a scare tactic i remember <laughs> y2k we had to we had to type in uh one one two thousand to see if our computers would crash oh, yeah. i remember doing that i remember buying y2k compliant curling yes. irons <laughs> oh, so like getting past like the scare tactics that are everything that's technology um yeah. uh like one of the ways that that the chamber uses ai um, well, we use we use constant contact. So we send out programming and newsletters and then we can use things like chat GPT to help write content or help um, give us content ideas that might be interesting to businesses. I actually just helped a restaurant recently uh, upload their menu and some of their their food costs and chat GPT um, helped analyze um, their food costs and made recommendations on how they could minimize um, what they were doing so that they could make a better profit. So, so there's definitely resources um, available out there. Galen, can you tell me a little bit about some of the programming you guys might use in the online gaming community? Um, so we use Descript and Jasper a lot. Um, Jasper more of a school um, application. We've been using it to write a lot of classes for online esports classes, um, along with STEM classes. Descript is basically an editing software AI. Um, we've been using that a lot. It You throw a video in it, it'll take whoever's talking in it, write a script, and you can sit there and edit it. It's been super helpful with this podcast and all the other videos and everything else we do. Yeah. So, so it basically transcribes something. Yeah. It does. Cool. And it, it can write like a transcription from a meeting, like if you record a meeting. But it also, my favorite thing, and this is really a dumb thing for it to be my favorite thing, but it removes all of my ums and ahs. So if I'm like, um, it'll it'll just magically make my ums oh. disappear. And, and that makes me feel so much more confident just in general. So now we're exposed. Yeah, we're exposed. That's why we don't have ums and <laughs> and us. They're going to go back and listen to past podcasts and sometimes. Then like, sometimes. <laughs> so, but there are really great things. Um I know that there's some concerns like on the education side of of, you know, how does this change and affect our education? But Stephanie, you and I had a conversation about about research and <laughs> And research is still so necessary. So Yeah, I mean, um, it's great, but um, sometimes students don't know exactly what to look for or how to find it. So that's where librarians can step in. Um, our reference staff can step in, help them find. Um, just depends, you know, what they're searching for. Sometimes you have to get more specific. Um, you need more detail. Sometimes we just give them a little reference interview and say, well, what exactly are you looking for? And what's the topic? And, you know, what era? What, you know, just trying to get down to it. And that helps. And then we can help them find, you know, exactly what they need. Because um, 
Because you can have all the AI in the world, yeah. but if you don't know what you don't know, right. it's and hard to write anything. Yeah, and you and you have to, you know, make sure that you have a reliable source and not just oh, reliable something. sources. So that that's a really good point. Like the, like on Facebook, like everybody that shares um, news articles that they have no sourcing for. That's just bad news altogether. ChatGPT can be used in the same way. Sometimes it, um, if you if you cue it incorrectly or just cue it correctly, it comes up with with bad information. Um, so how do you how do you source that out? Well, you can you can ask ChatGPT or or Jasper. You know what did they use to come up with? Like what were the sources used for this answer? And it'll return that that information to you. But it's due diligence too, right? Mm-hmm. Like you have to put the work in to right. to figure exactly. out if if the information that you're writing is is correct. So not that's all important. AIs give you sources either. Right? No, Jasper doesn't give you sources at all. Jasper will give you sources if you ask. You have to cue it, but not always. No, no, not always, and it won't always give you a complete source. Like it won't quote it. So so yeah. Um, the other ways that we can use AI um, is idea prompting. Like, it, like if you wanted to say, give me five ideas for um, a business podcast uh, episode, it will shoot you out ideas. So just like creativity cueing um, sometimes is really is really helpful because um, sometimes like decision making like just paralyzes you in business and I'm being able to come up with quick ideas for for games um, during during a training session or something like that is really is really helpful. How was it different from using uh, Chat GPT to using a search engine like DuckDuckGo or Google? Or it really like isn't. In fact, I think that you'll see that Google and Bing specifically have already started using Chat GPT, um, incorporating it in their search engine. Where, like, you'll say, like, let's say we're we're asking what the last day of school is for Dinuba, and you search that in, it'll give you a summary. Instead of referencing where like a website where you would find that information, it gives you a summary and the little blurb at the top of the thing. It was super cool. Um, but it's a little bit more focused. It is very focused, which helps me. But I think it's helpful on the user end. But on the SEO end of how we, our websites are prepared, that that's something that's going to be challenging. We're going to have to rethink because people are saying, Alexa, tell me this and that. or or Siri, tell me X, Y, and Z, and and giving that answer. So, is it as important to have that information on your website? Maybe, maybe not, or maybe it just looks differently in the future. And speaking of websites, AI can even build websites now. So there's all sorts of free free tools available now where you can you can either build your SEO or you can build your website. You can build logos, flyers. There's all sorts of things. Canva. I don't know, Jason, do you mm-hmm. guys use Canva? I use Canva. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Canva for the win. Canva was my win for last year. And and now Canva is incorporating AI in their back end too to help script things and help um do predictive predictive text mm-hmm. um on their end. And that that stuff has just kind of been helpful for sure. But what other tools like electronic tools do you guys use Canva? What else do you use? Yeah, um gosh. I don't know. We're we're just basically using Canva and uh, Adobe, and you know we use YouTube, we use Twitter. I mean, all the the platforms that we can to get the word out. 
And another thing about that is if you search for something on there, it will tell you, I don't have an answer for that. If you try to use it as a search engine, you know, certain specific things. Different AI tools are not connected to like the search engine tool. Um, And then it's kind of like it reminds me of AI robot where it's like, um, that is not the right question. And then so like, what is the right question? So learning to cue is important. I've found that when you're cueing, if you ask it to be an expert at something or from the perspective, so write a paragraph that's 300 words or so many character, whatever that is, from the perspective of a student that is trying to explain to a teacher about the history of X, Y, and Z. So if you can be as specific in the way that you cue it or say, from a teacher's perspective or an expert in the field of travel, um, why would somebody want to visit Dinuba? Mm-hmm. Or why is the Central Valley so important to agriculture in, in our country? But from an expert perspective is, is a great way to kind of get it to find the right answer. Yeah. And a fun way for me is I can just ask it, you know, what... Um, list some authors that are similar to James Patterson. Oh. If someone needs a reader's advisory, something new to read, they want a new author, but they like a certain genre. Give me a know, list of 10, 10 books you, that are similar. You can even tell it an AI to write it like, give it an author and tell it, write a story about this in, in, that, in, in that, that tone. Pers- person's perspective. And then That's we'll write cool. a whole new book. Yeah. You can do it with music too. Yeah, you can have it rewrite songs, right. like <laughs> rewrite this song with this perspective or with a different tone. There's some fun things that that we can certainly do with it. Um, concerns, like what are concerns that you guys think? So that was something I was just thinking of is uh, me being a pastor living in a very analog world, if you will. We, we've, we've gone live stream. Um, COVID forced us to do that. The pandemic forced us to do that. Uh, but we've done live stream, done podcasts. Uh, we're very active on social media, uh, Facebook, Instagram, uh, YouTube. And so we've done all of that. Um, but as a pastor, um, my, one of my joys is to meet people and talk <laughs> with people and to shake hands and to obviously counsel and, and minister and guide and direct and protect and what a pastor ought to be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so my mind goes to how can I use this for uh, for our church, how can I use this for Donnie's Pregnancy Resource Center? But on the other flip side of it, uh, my 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 wondering, uh, <laughs> I I think to myself, okay, who's listening to me now? What's who who is who's on the other end of this? Uh, my uh, being being an '80s child, uh, I grew up watching Terminator, and a Skynet <laughs> is going to come and learn so much that great. Skynet's going to be machines and machines are going to take over uh, the world in 2032 as it was in Terminator. And uh, we're going to see... Jason, you're getting way too excited about that. <laughs> well, some of my favorite movies, man. You know, it's, it's cool, but it's what my mind... But So it's learned. Scaling it back. I mean, it, it's like, I guess, I guess it's, is it learning? And when does it stop learning? Um, I, I think the a conspiracy theorist might say, well, I would never use that, but you use your phone all the time and your phone is programmed to learn you. Uh, but at the same time, there's a limit to your phone, but at what does this look like? And so I, I can just hear some people in our church 
Pastor, I ain't ever using that thing, man. Forget that. That's coming to learn. Next thing you know, they're going to be looking inside my home. Yeah. You know, so. yeah. And I think that we've heard that. We had a discussion in one of the chamber um, uh, groups on Facebook just recently. And, and one of the, the prompt question for that week was, how many chambers are using cool. AI in, in their chambers? And so many, I can't tell you, so many people really? responded, were concerned about using this because um, we're... we're we're worried that it's going to stifle creativity. We're worried that um, the information that we're writing is going to be copyright and, and we're not mm -hmm. going to know that. And so these are things, these are mm -hmm. real concerns, right? Mm -hmm. we, want, we want to be able to use this like a calculator, um, but we don't want to rely on this as the end-all be-all. We, we want to use this to make us more productive so that especially the small businesses, many of our, our members are only, um, only employ one to two people. And and so if mm -hmm. we free them up to be able to do other things, mm -hmm. you know, um, it, it can write business plans for them. It can write grants for nonprofits. It wow. can, yeah, and these are things that could free us up. Is it perfect? No. And so coming back to, we still need people. We still need mm -hmm. people to still need it. to double check it. Yep, we still need to double check it. We still need to look through it and make sure that it has a personal voice. Um, I think that's my biggest concern. Are we going to lose that personal voice in all this? I hope not, because it's one of my favorite things about my job, um, working with people. And I get to work with you guys. And, and, and I hope that, that we don't lose that personal touch, um, that you know, when we're writing resumes, that, that story about who you know, Jason is still comes across in his resume. And it doesn't, it's not just a bunch of keywords that are there to trick a computer. Hey, Stephanie, um, you being a librarian, and obviously you're a very analog person because of the books right in front of you, right? Uh, how does this benefit you? Well, it helps us in a lot of ways because we have a lot of students that come in and ask for help with a research paper. I don't know where to begin. Um, it helps. We can help find a topic. Um, we can help narrow it down. Um, we can mm. help them find resources. The, the thing that concerns me is that if um, instructors need to check for plagiarism, you know, their, their colleges, you know. Oh, yeah. They have it gets to, inserted. Yeah. So they, they just have to, you know, be careful with that. But um, for us, you know, we're more um, just hands-on with people. We're not, we're not as techy as other businesses, things like that, because we're more, you know. Right. Um, but you still have people like on TikTok that are doing like reviews of books. Right. And and right. it's interesting because uh, I, I was listening to another podcast and they were talking about the worry that things like libraries would go away or those kind of things. Mm -hmm. But we thought this people were saying the same thing about uh, radio when television came out. Yeah. Like somehow mm -hmm. we we still managed to hang on to the nostalgia st of these things. I hate using my Kindle. We still I love have to newspapers read. and we have the internet. Yeah, like, we are busier than ever, you know, with our computer usage, with the programs that we have, with, um, you know, we do copy services. We help them with printing. We help with um, just about everything. You know, we, you know, we're, we have books, we have music, we have movies. Newspapers, magazines, I mean, we have it all, and we're busy. We're busier than ever. So I don't think the libraries are ever going to go away. No. Because there's, and, and not to mention, you know, we have a lot of people that like ebooks, they like audiobooks. So we have our online resources. They don't even have to come to the library. 
The books oh, wow. are, their ebooks are automatically returned after three weeks or renewed. You don't have to worry about returning it. I mean, it's just so convenient. And then having the Libby app, you know, all the books are free. So everything that we do in the library, there's never a charge. So yeah, and one, just, of, one of the cool AI things that I found, I have, I have disability, so I'm, I'm dyslexic and I have ADHD. And, and one of the things that, that I really think is, is cool is that I can read through something and then have AI summarize it for me so that I can retain better what, what I've read. So if it's an article, if it's something I'm attached to emotionally, I don't have any problem remembering what it is. But if it's a hard read, if it's one of those hard to swallow reads that I'm not quite grasping, um, having having a summary at the end is really helpful for me. Ooh. So it helps I, me remember that. I don't, I've never been diagnosed with ADHD, but I was ADD before ADD was cool. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I used to be called out Machuawa and crack. Which <laughs> all of it is the same now, apparently. Yeah, apparently. Yeah. And, and so hearing you say that, um, you know, it's it's one of those things where I'm like, I have to really focus myself. I think that's why we're friends, Heath. Yeah. Because we're like, <laughs> let's oh, do it. It's over there. Yeah. So it, I think that this does open up some tools with people with disabilities for sure. Um, it makes it really easy for, and, and, and you know, I, I think of dyslexia and ADHD as a functional disability, but there, there are certain people that, that have, have more have more difficulties with other things and reading. And I think that this really, really does open up um, some great avenues for success for people that might not have been prone to be able to read in, in the past. So, so I'm really excited about that. I also think, you know, going back to like the business plan, you know, that hairdresser that might not have a huge business sense, but knows that they love that they to do what they want to do being able to write a business plan, being able to to look at their cost and their employee cost, their labor costs, um, and have a program that breaks that down for them is incredibly, incredibly helpful. So yeah. So so I guess that's that's it. That's probably our podcast for the day. Um, it sounds like this is going to be an ongoing discussion. Um, so um, if anybody has any ideas that they or questions that they'd like to know more about AI, um, please reach out. Um, Stephanie, um, you guys are going to be a permanent fixture in the chamber parking lot, um, for the next little bit. Uh, we're really excited about the, um, the plans and the renovation plans for the library. That is going to be a beautiful community center and I am here for it. 100%. Stephanie, is there someplace where we could look online to see what the building plans are going to be, what it's going to look like? I don't think they're online, but we are, um, we post updates, um, periodically when, um, they have weekly meetings and um, I was just, they just had one yesterday and we just, we post pictures of as the progress is, as it's going on. Um, but I haven't had anything posted yet this week. So. I asked that question to yeah. uh, the school superintendent about the new high school and he said, I'm going to post it right now. And I looked and it was there. So it was kind of mm. cool for us as taxpayers to be able to what the new one's going to look like. Yeah, That's it was cool. so many, excitement. so many pages that Oh, and I'm sure. It's, and yeah. it's changed. I think the yeah. last the last version I have of that, uh, so I think it's changed it, since then. Yeah, it's, it, yeah, it's, it's been changed, and um, they're working on landscaping changes now. Very cool. Um, That's exciting. So, yeah, it's it's going to be beautiful. It is super so. cool. So, updates for Chamber is we're getting ready for Cinco de Mayo, um, which is May 5th and 6th. Um, applications for vendors 
are out already. So if you'd like more information about that, please give the chamber office a call. Um, and then I think that's about it for right now, just not to overwhelm everybody. And we will see you guys next time.